Hello and welcome to the Inklecast and this week we're going to be talking about history. I'm John. I'm Joe. And I'm Tom. So last Friday there was a talk at the V&A by our very good friend and collaborator Meg Giant about the use of history in games and I think there was a talk by the Total War developers as well and it made me think about something which I've been thinking about anyway in the context of Battlefield 1 which is about how we use history and historical events in games particularly with Battlefield 1 is it too soon? You've said that a couple of times. I don't really understand how it could be too soon for Battlefield 1, given that there have been loads of more modern games, whether it's World War 2 or even modern warfare games, which are kind of... I do believe they're not okay in in many respects. But I find it odd that you would think that particularly about a World War 1 game. I think it's... Yeah, no, I I think that, that is a really good question as to why... I would draw that is, distinction. Is there something about Battlefield 1 that you feel is being more serious or more true to... I have this horrible, horrible feeling. It's because Battlefield 1 was like English people fighting German people and I know English people and I know German people. Whereas a yeah. game set in the Iraq War is American and English people fighting Iraqi people and I don't really know any Iraqi is it people. The, is it kind of the first... It might feel too close to home or something. Because I've played World War Two games mm. um, before, like... Um, well, not recently, but I I played Medal of Honor and um, games like that. Mm. Um, and back then, I guess I was a teenager, and I still still saw it as target practice, like just you know um, shooting balloons. No, I kind think of actually, thing, but... I think what it is for me is that it, there's something about the flavor of World War One. That World War One was a disaster of like ordinary people being thrown into, without any choice, into a, a pointless. Mm. There's no good baddie, basically. Yeah, right. There's no, there's no baddie. There's not really any great moral cause. It was really unnecessary and, Mm. like, just it was a a conflation of lots of different things, all of which were awful. It was really a humanitarian tragedy. I really, I, I genuinely think this is less about the game and more about you becoming more and more aware of the tragedies (laughs) of real war. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious. Like. I, I think all of us, over time, become more aware of how tragic war is and how horrible it, it is. And, you know, you learn about wars in history at school, but it doesn't feel real until you really spend a lot of time over many years really thinking about it and the consequences mm. and really coming mm. to terms with it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something particular about the flavour of the Battlefield game for me as well. You mentioned that you didn't like the multiplayer aspect. There was something about it that you... It's funny, it's like somehow the Iraq war, because it's the subject of so many silly action films and silly shooter Mm. films, like Call of Duty is not a serious game, right? I know it wants to be a serious game, but somehow it isn't. It's too cheesy. Okay, but you think Battlefield Battlefield 1 crosses a line? Yeah, somehow because it's... Perhaps because it's a bit historical, it starts to become a bit Mm. of a historical document. Yeah, and we have just passed the 100-year anniversary which has made everything feel a lot more real i suppose and everyone's yeah. been talking a lot more about the reality of the war it's really curious though because as soon as i saw people sort of saying oh battlefield one is you know multiplayer is really fun and you can ride horses and throw grenades i just had this real kind of wow that's really wrong mm. 
that's really not okay, mm. which is really hard to justify because if it yeah. was about ancient Greeks clobbering each other in the Sparta past, I don't yeah. think I, I mean, there is, there is a wider question of how far you have to go back in history for it to be okay because, I mean, Napoleon and um, the French Revolution was kind of twice as long ago, effectively, um, and we definitely don't think of that as being kind of a yeah, recent of being kind too of too soon yeah, yeah too exactly. soon yeah but actually you know you only have to go a few steps back you only have to connect the dots um through the 19th century for that to become a bit more I think real maybe yeah i think that is it i think that the sense of how just the war is i think that must be relevant as well i was just imagining mm-hmm. if there was a vietnam war game and there probably are vietnam war games very few I've looked but into like in the past. that would be quite i would think find that quite difficult as well Do you think, I think it's one that maybe americans can um kind of connect to more and f- would feel more mm. personal about mm. because there are a lot of veterans in yeah. the u.s still yeah. it's not really their moment of glory whereas yeah. call of duty very much is mm. as is battlefield yeah although there are films that can kind of uh treat the vietnam war with a lot of humor like tropic thunder i think it was yeah yeah well the vietnam war movies are they have a reputation for being really really good like it was okay. a horrible period for for americans and the vietnamese but it was a great period for movie making mm. but <laughs> i guess they've got a lot to say about kind of about what was going on it's quite yeah. a complex and multi-sided yeah situation that people Which find themselves games in games are not good at doing no <laughs> especially as shooters it's, a, it's interesting comparing it to what meg was saying at the vna mm. and she said before at gdc that like one of the things that drew her to 80 days was that we wanted to make it an alternate history that we mm. hadn't really thought about that mm. from a narrative point of view in too much detail before she came in and that i think really helped her with not just having to rehash disasters from the past and like awful political situations from the past in great glorious gratuitous detail mm. but rather being able to to subvert them break them and yeah she did she did pick up some some genuine wars and civil wars um and gave them a serious tone in, mm. in some areas yeah, it's, of the it's world. sort of a mixture of sometimes we just have the zulu nation yeah. just winning and yeah. then sometimes we really don't yeah and um which yeah it was nice kind of that... quite a playful approach to history yeah and I, yeah, I do really like that. Yeah, she had quite a diverse approach, mm, um, a kind of bread to that approach yeah. to it. I think the word playful is really interesting there because I would agree, and for some reason I think that's fine, despite games allegedly being playful. And I'm agreed, it's not fine mm. somehow in a lot of those cases. It's a kind of play. Like I feel like yeah. playing with World War One. I think there are probably things you could do playfully with with World War One that are interesting, but not very many of them cover actually shooting people yeah. from inside trenches because that's not very playful. No, sure. I, I but maybe agree. that speaks to us just the way that I feel about kind of war shooters in general, that like, what the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, I mean, that's a really, that's a really high horse point of view because so many films are about this. So Is many there something about, about the treatment of making, making it a multiplayer ga- game so it feels a lot more like you're all just having fun and going into battle and shooting your friends as opposed to like if you were to make i do remember there was a level i think in medal of honor about 
going through a French village um, and avoiding snipers. And that felt kind of more serious and it felt more mm. like, yeah, it was still a game and I was still having fun, but it had a different tone to it. Like right. it felt deadly as is opposed that, that to... because of, it's not a power fantasy at that point? Because maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe yeah. the thing is that World War One was a situation where the individual combatants had absolutely no power whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. But they, and they just went out and got their heads blown off and there wasn't mm. anything they could do about it. Yeah, but games are inherently power fantasies. They all say that you, the protagonist, have you know. I think one of the things that really set me off with it was I saw a screenshot with lots of UI dots above yes. enemy targets' heads, and I was like, well, if I was a soldier in World War One and I had a UI targeting system, I might have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> As it was, I probably wouldn't have been. So I actually yeah. played a little bit of it over the weekend, right? And it makes yeah, a few of those sort of mistakes that you really notice, like. So it's, it is, like, when they don't have UI markers, it's genuinely, especially when you start playing, quite hard to tell who's good and who's bad. Mm. And that's actually quite an interesting moral point. Like, they could have made that a theme. Right. But it's not. It's just not. Like, yeah. if you accidentally run over one of your guys, he'll either jump out of the way or he'll die and you don't, it doesn't matter. The game doesn't tell you and you don't notice. And I don't know, maybe they thought that was a point, but to me, it wasn't at all. It just felt like, oh, wow, oh, you, you could didn't play a whole level and then at the end you could tell them how many enemy people you killed and how many of your own <laughs> people you killed. It'd be like gold and silver tickets at the end of the Crystal Maze. Yeah. The gold ones count plus one and the silver are minus one. You <laughs> can <laughs> see your net effect. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So another thing is it starts with um, this scene where they want to rub in how many people died for no reason. So... They have you play as lots of random like uh, people. I think they're all Americans. And when you die, it gives you like their the life and death dates, and then oh, zooms God. you into somebody else. And they probably so, thought that's a good point. To, so you know, they really were trying to make it feel serious then, in right. some ways. But the problem is, for each of your lives, you kill maybe twenty people uh, with a shotgun, okay. and so it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like that survival thing that yeah. you're saying with the well, sniper mission, which that... does, I think, feel somewhat justified. Right, you're a right, sniper a mission mate says life is precious. That's yeah, a right. basic fundamental thing, whereas a shotgun level says life is yours for the taking. It's... Right, I mean, it's saying life is precious, but theirs isn't, which yeah. just completely, like, I didn't feel, oh, this is, I just felt nothing. Like, they completely... Mm. Although I have to say, things. you know, when you actually go through the sniper mission, obviously you are the counter-sniper who has to kill the snipers. So yes. it's still a yeah, power fantasy. Course, yeah, you can't really forgive it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I, but then so much of history is incredibly bloodthirsty mm. and incredibly bloody. I've been reading a bit about kind of much older civilizations mm. and... Yeah, um, you know, I'm reading a novel at the moment which is set in ancient Greece, and just everybody is getting killed. Yeah, I find all I find the time, it... and it's difficult to know what to do with that. Yeah, like, I mean, I find it I creative. find it quite funny that my parents would never have given me a toy gun as a child, but they'd be fine with a sword. You know, yeah, like right. swords are kind of much more nasty. They're yeah. for chopping and stabbing. Yeah, or my, at least my daughter was running down bit... the road waving a sword the other day and both me and my wife were like, oh, how we're so proud of her. And she's like, turned around and said, I'm going to poke you and poked me with this sword. And I was thinking, right, well, I'm, I suppose I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what just happened here? Yeah. They're kind yeah. of really vicious, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, and yet and romantic. Yet we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is a legitimate, I guess, artsy-fartsy argument that probably the majority of stories and play reflect on human violence like warfare and like mm. hero and power fantasies like mm. i imagine kids going back thousands of years of like mm. throwing rocks at each other and hit each other with sticks mm. i mean i don't have any proof for that but i mm. would be very surprised it, if it seems likely, true. doesn't it mm. 
Are we all just getting old? Yeah. You're just not excited about this stuff anymore quite well, the same I'm not that old. No, that's true. Well, <laughs> you do work it's with funny us. funny though, like, <laughs> you go back far enough and I definitely do get excited about it. I'm still interested in the Romans and the conquest of mm, the Romans and yeah. I'm interested in the fact that when you go uh, forwards a bit in history and talk about the Crusades and we, we're now actually starting to talk about that as being not okay. Like the Crusaders were not good people they were like they were going around the world invading and inflicting their religion on people i mean you know that's not okay but we still think of them in a similar light as the romans as being these kind of heroic crusaders glowing people yeah Yeah. actually i think that's probably a really good point is it's sort of okay to tell power fantasies about the heroes whoever's like it doesn't matter who you think the hero is so long as the culture agrees those are the heroes it's sort mm. of okay like world war ii shooters i think most people are, are way more okay with them because they you know people were heroic in world war ii that's just a thing we accept but it's yeah. interesting <laughs> that by necessity of multiplayer games you have to be able to play as the nazis right Hmm. Yeah. But playing as the Whereas, Nazis isn't too bad because that's a pantomime villain, right? That's right. Nazis are inherently ridiculous. And yet you don't have many and I mean you are only just starting to have films nowadays where they're showing um from the point point of view mm. of the mm. the the, the, bats, well, the, supposed the, the bad people guys. in the regime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess maybe what the conclusion of all of this is like historical games are not really a free pass or, or they shouldn't be and actually it should be nuanced like violence yeah. is okay but <laughs> it has to be slightly nuanced violence mm. it's just when you go for that kind of the very simplistic take on violence if you yeah. depict the romans that's... massacring the britons that's kind of okay but you probably want to notice that the britons were real people too mm. and at that point i think you have a bit more subtlety to what for you're me doing. i think it's, it's the dissonance as well and the the lack of um, yeah, of nuance and just the fact that a game like Battlefield 1 would try to have some kind of sensitive treatment towards um, real soldiers by kind of talking about like their, the dates that they've been alive as if, as if they're trying to take it seriously but then at the same time the dissonance of that contrast ad- against mm. the, the ridiculousness of just being able to just shoot up a yeah. load of bad guys mm. Um, and I feel like you can either do, you can either treat it very seriously, or you can just ignore all of that completely. Yeah, and just, just go for just, yeah. And... yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Be a bit silly, and that's a bit more okay. So maybe it is really about the power fantasy of games. Maybe just as soon as you're making anything which is a power fantasy, you just can't be expected to be able to tell a story with any nuance whatsoever, because mm. power fantasies are always wrong. So what so, if it's an uncanny valley, essentially? That it's it's fine to have totally cartoony violence because you're not trying to go there. Mm. And it's fine to have a genuinely heartfelt, like, proper discussion about war and violence, like a lot of good war movies do. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the middle, if you're in an awkward point, if you're in the valley, it doesn't yeah. necessarily work. Mm. And it leaves I, mean, yeah. I feel taste. that describes a lot of narrative games, especially yeah. in the sort of AAA space, where the gameplay has got to be... X, Y, and Z, because that's how what sells. That's right. What, that's the design that works. Yeah. And everybody makes that game. So and they I, want the narrative to be interesting, but they are stuck. So I've got right. this theory yeah. that, the that Just Cause 3 is literally as close as you can get to building a terrorism simulator. 
because as it turns out, <laughs> blowing things up in a video game and killing people is really fun, and that's what ninety nine percent of games are. But we it really is like okay doing and just cause right, right because, because you're a liberator. It, because well, no, I was going to say because it's so silly, like ah, it's yeah. so explicitly silly. Yeah, and I suspect if they didn't have the silly tone and they didn't frame you as a liberator, yeah, then it, it would be, be really, really horrible. Yeah, actually. like maybe GTA also needs its slightly wacky tone. Or people would. Yeah. I mean, people do complain about GTA. To be yeah. fair, yeah. Um, but people, but the, I guess, the, let the it off. The defense is fun. always that it's satire. Mm. Yeah, like, that's always Definitely. the moral yes. defense on GTA. And yeah. arguably, you might think it's not very clever satire, but it does get away with it because it's satire. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like this is the point at which we should bring up that game that I can't remember the name of that you love, Tom. That's oh, um, Spec Ops. Spec Ops. Oh, I like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that treats it seriously and is genuinely thoughtful while yeah, at the same yeah, time being true, a gruesome first-person I mean, shooter, right? If yeah. it is an uncanny valley, they make a real effort at going past the valley. And perhaps just to do something with that. Like, yeah. maybe a bit of self-awareness goes a long way. Yeah, right. Do you think, was it modern... Where, which modern warfare game was it where you could be in an airport and shoot uh, up loads? the second one. Do you think mm. they were attempting to do something thoughtful, but it came across completely the right wrong way? Do you think they tried to do something that would make you feel something? I and, think it was then, crass. I think they might have been baiting controversy. Yeah, I okay. can imagine the design meeting where someone said, I've got this amazing idea, right? This is a thing we can do. Mm. Can we do it? And the person they were talking to giggled and said, yeah, that's going to be that wicked. That sounds so awful. That, it's that's be kind funny. of the conversation I can imagine for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They would have thought it through, like, Quite a bit committing their budget to it, yeah. But yeah. that, but yeah. somehow that that feels like that's the kind of mentality mm. that it was the heart but of. But the first one, Warfare, I still think. I don't know if this is true. I think I just really liked it. I do think it was occasionally thoughtful. Mm. I don't ever know if it was, but it did feel that they were trying to like maybe it was undermine the hero fantasy occasionally, yeah. deliberately, um, like killing the American soldier when he was trying to like supposedly do goods. You know, like they totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's. Yeah. Or were oh. they just trying to introduce some tragedy and therefore... Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm, one other example we should probably mention before we wrap because we talked a lot about shooters is Assassin's Creed, of course, being yes. the, yeah. the poster boy yeah. for historical games. And one of the interesting things about that, I guess, is its approach to history is history as a theme park. Like, mm, you yeah. are not a historical character mm. and all the events happening around you are just events that are happening around you, but you're yeah. just doing something silly. So somehow... All of these kind of complaints don't make any sense in the context of Assassin's Creed. I never ever yeah, I worry think a about theme, that. Theme park. Thinking of it as a theme park is a really good observation. I think it's perhaps the fact that the modern, uh, the Battlefield One guys were seeing First World War as a theme park that doesn't resonate with us, mm. which is perhaps why it falls into the uncanny valley right okay because like venice rooftops in the in the 1400s as a theme park sounds yeah. like a good theme park yes but being in the trenches does not sound like a good theme park <laughs> exactly. as simple as that. but yeah, maybe for some people it does yeah sure yeah. sure well certainly the um the total war franchise has always appealed to kind of military historians and the mm. kind of people who play war games and that kind of thing yeah. and they are all about strategy and tactics and planning yeah. actually yeah. and they're not really about death blood murder no yeah um and that sort of makes sense, though it's a particular yeah. sort of it's a particular. Yeah, that's an interesting ellipsis. angle. Although what's funny about those games is that the the literal poster for them is a Roman soldier covered in blood, like yeah. telling his mates to come on over. I think that's, yeah, that's the Roman true. Total War Two one. Mm. But I guess that's literally just because the poster of here are lots of men in a formation isn't very interesting. 
Yeah. I suspect it's not. Yeah, it's it's a part of the fantasy, but the real fantasy is the the military tactics. Well, I'm starting to feel like a character from a Star Trek episode. Oh, human beings have not evolved beyond warfare yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think it's interesting, like, yeah, Meg's point was very much that this this sort of playful take on history and not replicating it, and but also not letting the player have all of the agency. Like, it was very much about making sure the characters in the world have the agency, and you were often just mm. just taking a look, mm. like having a chat with them and then moving on, which is something we could get away with, but wouldn't make for a very good Battlefield game, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's that's an interesting discussion for another time. So, perhaps. if we were making a shooter, very quickly, we're, where would we set it? All like, right, here you go. I've got one. So, oh, sci-fi, you... fantasy, or like War of the Roses? Oh, I thought you were doing. Okay, so I was going to go World War One or Two. So okay. that's where we were before. I was right. thinking, what you'd do is you wouldn't. You'd have the. You'd play as a villager in a village that's just caught in the middle of the war. But obviously, it still has to be a first-person shooter. So you just have them have regular farmhand guns, the sort of thing the village might have. And you're literally just defending the village from, you know, like sort of patrols of troops who are trying to come Mm. by and take your village. And a lot of it would just be, yeah, you're trying to defend yourself. So you're clearly the hero. Nobody can really dispute that. But you still get to do the shooting and you still get to do the kind of... You've basically described Asterix and Obelix the game. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Like one corner of Gaul. (laughs) And I would play that game. I would play that game. It's interesting, I guess... I, it just made me wonder whether I'd be kind of to the left or to the right of the, the Uncanny Valley. I Would I yeah. want to go cartoony? Like, that's the obvious way mm. to just, like, escape all of the controversy. Just because the problem. yeah. yeah. Mm, or, would or would you want to, like, really be thoughtful and, like, if you had to make a first-person shooter where it's possible to point a gun at someone and kill them, that's kind of horrific in yeah. general and if you wanted to actually make that a possibility and make someone feel something a bit like they tried to do it in the Tomb Raider before mm. before I mean part of me would say like I would love and I don't think I would love to do this at all I think right, I exactly. ever this is to what do I've this. Been wrestling <laughs> if I had to be forced to do this yeah. I would argue tooth and nail for a scene where you point a gun at someone and they start to cry and beg and plead you not to shoot them but then is that a bit like shooting up civilians in an airport? Or is that like Heavy sure Rain? Spec-Op There's that bit that. in Heavy Rain with the drug dealer. Yeah, it's just a bit horrible, does. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Are well, we, are we just, is. you know, is our conclusion that you should just not make any shooter games unless they're silly? I mean, that, that seems <laughs> a bit extreme. That is, maybe that's not, a val- not an invalid conclusion. Unless they're silly, unless they're fun and frivolous. Right, so mm. an Indiana Jones kind of tone, yeah, I suppose. Right. Like, you're allowed to have that's Nazis a, so long as they're kind of... Yeah, comedy villain and I, Nazis. I've, I've said, I'm sure I've said this on Linklecast before, but like the thing about Indiana Jones is you very, very rarely see anyone actually die. And that's mm. the way that cinema gets around this. And I remember when Neil Druckmann was talking about Uncharted 4, he said, well, I don't see what everyone's problem with the body count in Uncharted is. It's way high in Indiana Jones. And actually the number of on-screen deaths in Indiana Jones is about two, mm. whereas the number of on-screen deaths in Uncharted is about 700 million. Mm. Um, and that's a massive tonal difference, which mm. is nothing to do with the mechanics of what's happening. And it's mm. all to do with the way it's presented. Mm. And actually the presentation layer is incredibly important for this sort of stuff. But that's games really tend important. to ignore that stuff quite a lot mm. because they just stick a camera in the world. I don't think world. they ignore it. I think they have to deal with it. There's only one way to kill somebody in a game and that's to, like, to actually make kill the action but very precisely. Like, yeah, television and film is becoming a lot more explicit with this stuff as well they're going mm, a lot true. more blood and guts nowadays yeah which I, I don't particularly find to be a, a no a plus really but but maybe we're just getting old yeah maybe we're just getting old <laughs> well thanks for listening everybody <laughs> <laughs>